Yes, well, as our emailer said, can you get someone on who has been through some tough times before? He suggested Doug Avery and Eric Roy. Your wish is my command. They're coming up shortly, but we're going to kick it off with his first suggestion, farm accountant and raconteur out of Christchurch, Peter Alexander. And Peter, I know you've had a very successful career as a farm accountant, but I think, judging by your handwriting skills, you could have made a good doctor. Yes, right. What else have you got, Jamie? <laughs> well, that was my that was my opening shot. Look, I'm trying to cheer people up a wee bit because it is quite doom and gloom out there. We've been through these down cycles, as our emailers suggested before. You've been around a long time. You've been through a lot of these downturns. What's your advice? What are you telling your clients? Yes, right. Farming couples have had a lot of experience at coping with these low low patches. I've had seven of these in my working lifetime. They are very good at digging in. The real issue here is the second year. The second year, it's quite different. We develop working capital problems immediately. So it's very important in that first year that you limit the loss as much as possible. A big loss in the first year means major problems in the second year. Moving on from there, the present debts in New Zealand agriculture are about 62 billion. Uh, Dairing's about 37 billion. Sheep and beef, about 15 billion. Horticulture, about 7 billion. Um, Total New Zealand exports, though, for agriculture, about 56 billion. If if we didn't have tourism and agriculture in New Zealand uh, as exports, we would slip back into a third world country surprisingly quickly. Hey, mind you, Peter, I I argue that tourism isn't all it's made out to be because, yes, it brings a lot of dollars into the country, but we export a hell of a lot of dollars as we all jump on planes and head off overseas, at least with the agriculture. It's a one-way trade. Yeah, that is true. That is a good point. It's interesting that the New Zealand banking scene has lent about $344 billion to New Zealand house owners. In other words, about 5.5 times that to agriculture. It's an interesting figure, that. What I'm, what I'm, getting back to your original question, don't blame the banks here. They have shareholders, and the New Zealand Reserve Bank is to some degree forcing them to increase their interest rates. Yeah, but hang on, Peter. Banks are making super profits at the moment. I would argue that across the board, their margins are too high. Yes, last time I looked at uh, one of the major banks, the return on capital, on uh, was it was equity or capital, was about 11%. It was on the high end, but it wasn't... Wasn't uh, ridiculous. Well, I bet Maybe. you there's a I bet you there's a lot of farmers out there who would give their uh, yeah, hind leg is... to get an eleven percent return yeah. on investment. Okay, okay. I'm playing like devil's advocate here. Well, yep. So, so when it comes to the banks, okay, let's start with the banks. Um, and the first step, surely, and I'm sure farmers have had this conversation with the banks, is to go interest only. Will the banks wear that? Uh, well, look at, at the moment. If they don't wear it, all that's going to happen is loan principal repayments are going to come out of the main working capital account and the overdraft will increase at a faster rate. So it makes common sense for the banks to accept that at the moment term loan repayments are not sensible, but they will come back to it when things improve because they are looking seriously at normally around 2% of the loan. 
Peter, in the good old days, we used to have a thing called the, uh, I think it was called the Farm Income Equalisation Scheme. Is that still about? Is that a mechanism oh, yes. that farmers could oh, yes. use? Yes, very much. Some use it, some don't. It pays 3% all the way. I would argue that every New Zealand farmer on the east coast of both islands should have 50% of one year's net profit always in the farm fertilisation scheme. We have droughts up and down the, the both, both east sides, and it's a very good scheme for that. I'm not suggesting there's any great tax advantage with it, but it's very good, sensible um, money management. Well, it smooths out the highs and the lows, doesn't yes. it, when it comes to your yes. tax payments? The government is going to miss out big time over the next couple of years uh, when it comes to tax take. We've seen already, uh, anecdotally, I've talked to a lot of farmers, I see it on social media, they've revised their provisional tax payments and in some cases they're getting a refund. Yes, in fact, there'll be a big number getting a refund if their provisional taxes were based on the same as the previous year, a big number. I think what will happen here... If we get into the second year, and particularly here, of still being in a down cycle, is that a lot of farming couples will pay no, very little tax for maybe for definitely the next two years, maybe the next three or four years. There could be a very low tax take. At the moment, government has got a great big hole in its corporate tax take, and it's getting weaker every day. And it brings into play things like working for families. Look, Peter Alexander, I could talk to you all day, but I want to go to some of my other experts on the show today. As my emailer said, the sun will come up tomorrow. We've been in these downtimes before. We'll have them again in the future. We will get through this one. Thanks for your time. We've just got to stay with it.